This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's look towards the NBA tonight and see if we can pick some winners. Uh, let's start off with the Bulls and the Raptors. We've got Chicago laying two and a half on the road here. Total of 224 and a half. Of course, the headline uh, overnight and throughout the day yesterday, I should say, Pascal Siakam traded from the Raptors. He was their leading scorer. Uh, I believe he was second on the team and rebounding. And of course, their best player, a two-time uh, former All-Star, somebody who got votes for all defensive uh, team in the NBA as well. So, Jenks, I would imagine this is probably why the Bulls are favored in this game. How big yeah. of a hole does Siakam leave on the Raptors? Huge. Absolutely mm-hmm. massive. I can't believe this spread is only two and a half. I got to take a deeper look here, but I'm very seriously thinking about playing the Bulls here. And you have to ask yourself, how will the Raptors react to not having their best player on the team? I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe they come together and they rally and they say, okay, it's our time. Maybe Scotty Barnes goes off. Maybe that's the play. Maybe you take a points prop when it comes to Scotty Barnes because all of a sudden you're taking away what? 22 points per game from that Raptors lineup. So someone's going to have to step up, take more shots unless they want to go with more of a balance. I don't think the Raptors have the depth to do that. But right now, as it looks, I would lay it with Chicago just based on based on the fact that we just don't know how the Raptors are going to react. And frankly, I don't know what sort of locker room guy Pascal Siakam was, but when you lose someone like that, it can have an effect on you. So I would lay with the Bulls or look at a Scotty Barnes prop. Yeah, I was looking at props for this game because that's the other train of thought is, okay, those shot attempts have to go somewhere. Who are they going to? Scotty Barnes would be a solid look uh, here. But if you look at the Bulls, they're not a team that necessarily has given up a ton of points to the opposition. Like, I wish this was a better matchup, just, you know, defensively speaking, because the Bulls, I think bottom 10 in the league, only giving up... um, uh, I guess this is fantasy points, but still not a team that you normally go against. Say if this was the Charlotte Hornets, I would be right. all about it. But uh, if you look at the points prop for Scotty, Scotty Barnes, it's 19 and a half, but it's actually juiced to the under. So I think maybe that's mm. built in the handicap there that maybe it's just going to be a lower scoring affair. And also sometimes it's harder for every offensive player to get it going when somebody else who kind of stirs the drink is out of the lineup because obviously they have to take more attempts, but it doesn't mean the offense is going to be as efficient. So maybe that's going to be a stay away. Maybe we will wait on NC when it comes to Scotty Barnes. How about the betting squad's favorite team, the Oklahoma City Thunder on the road tonight at the Jazz? We have Oklahoma City laying three and a half, total of 246 and a half. I believe the Jazz just played last night. Uh, usually they are much better at home than they are on the road. The Thunder have been a little bit uh, in the, the I'm not going to say in the dumps, but they haven't been quite as good mm-hmm. as of late. But it's a short number here, Jenks. Are you willing to ride with Oklahoma City? You know, I don't think I am. And normally, I love riding with the Thunder, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm worried about SGA, right? Like, is he going to play? I, I think he will. So he should be okay, but he's been bothered by, I think it's a knee injury. 
So he's been playing. The question is, will he be effective? But when you're when you're dealing with something like that, and certainly if you're the Thunder, you're looking towards the future, right? You're trying to win the Western Conference. You feel like you have a decent shot to maybe win an NBA title. So I I think there's a possibility maybe he rests tonight. I'm not sure if, if that's the case. But also the Jazz when playing at home. I know we talk about the Thunder being covering machines. The Jazz are a monster when covering the spread at home. They are 16-4 and four against the number. That's number one in the NBA. So as good as the Thunder have been this season against the spread, the Jazz have been just as good in this spot. So a home dog getting points with SGA, not necessarily hobbled, but not 100%. I think I might be on Utah. I think if you look at the trends, that's where the numbers point. And I misspoke. The Jazz mm-hmm. did not play. They were supposed to play that game against the Warriors, but that one postponed. So they've had some extra rest. Like you said, this is the t- the time to play the Utah Jazz when they are at home. I was just looking at this total, too, thinking, oh, my goodness, 246 and a half. It seems really high. But if you look at some of these totals for Utah and how many points they've been scoring They've scored at least 130 points in three straight games. Some of these scores, my goodness, they scored 145 against Toronto, 132 against the Lakers, and 132 against the Pacers. I almost feel like that's wrong. I'm like, what? That can't be right. But the offense has really been firing on all cylinders for Utah. So I'd be with you on Utah getting the three and a half. Doesn't feel like it would be the play, but the numbers suggest maybe that's the right side. On to Sacramento. Let's go to the Kings and the Pacers game. Uh, Sacramento leg seven and a half here. Total of 246 and a half. Jenks, we know the Pacers picked up a big piece in Pascal Siakam. I don't know if he's playing though tonight. One would think that he's probably not. Uh, What's the angle here? This is a game that you don't play. That's that's my angle. Because, and I'll tell you why. Because do you ever look at a game, and I think this is a good betting lesson I'm not trying to preach, but sometimes you can look at a game from all sorts of different angles and you can't find an angle. Now, if you want to talk about player props, that's different. I generally, we were also talking about stay with your strengths. I generally don't bet player props from time to time. I will, but I like to bet totals and sides in the NBA. And normally, right, you would play the over in this spot because the over is 13-6-1 when the Kings are at home. The Pacers are 9-7-1 to the over. The Pacers are a bottom-five defense, which is one of the reasons why they traded for Pascal Siakam because they need defensive help. However, in the last five games for the Kings, the under is 4-1. and one. In the last five games for the Pacers, the under is is four and one. So you've got two season long trends that say bet the over, but then the recent trends say bet the under. And when I see all this conflicting information, I say, you know what, Michael, you've got to move on. So I looked at this game from different facets and I just could not find a play. So I'm going to stay away. I think it's a stay away from me, but maybe for a different reason, because if Tyrese Halliburton is questionable, That is a big piece. So if he plays, you know, he is the straw that stirs the drink. He is the point guard. He is probably the best player on that team. But if he doesn't play, that is a big hole to fill. And I think that's part Mm -hmm. of the reason why we have been seeing some unders for the Pacers. Remember that stretch where you couldn't set the total high enough for Indiana? But they've had four straight unders 
uh, in their last four games. And Tyrese Halliburton, once again, questionable for this game. So maybe we'll see this later in the day. But as of now, I do not like betting on games when the best player on probably both sides is questionable. That is uh, a lot of variance and too much for me. How about the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves, Jenks? Do you have any interest in this game? Minnesota laying 12 and a half. The Grizzlies pretty much an afterthought uh, after Mm -hmm. Ja Morant went down for the indefinite future. Any interest here? Well, if you're asking me if I have any interest in this game, the answer is no. I could not care less about this game. If you're asking me to bet it, I mean, maybe the under is the play. T-Wolves 11-6 and six to the under this season. We're playing at home. That's the spot they're in tonight. The Grizz are around 500 against the number to the under when playing on a road. But here's the thing. The Grizz are already one of the lowest scoring teams in the league and they're taking on a Minnesota offense that is one of the best in the league. So Mm -hmm. a poor offense against a great defense and a Timberwolves team that tends to play to the under at home, I'll go under in Minneapolis. (sighs) Yeah, it's tough with the T-Wolves offense, though. Like you said, I think that is the sabotage factor. They could certainly run it up if they wanted to. So we'll see. Maybe a stay away for me. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.